five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Energized Podcast episode 26. We're going to New York. It's happening. Barry, are you ready? Give us the rundown of the show. Quick. Quick. Okay. Uh, if you're new to the Energized Podcast, welcome. Say welcome, Ross. Welcome. And if you're back again for more Energized podcast Ness. Welcome back. Welcome back, yes. Um, Okay, on today's episode, we're going to go through what we got up to last week, because uh, that's how we do it. Um, Also, we're going to be discussing New York this weekend. We're going. We're going. We haven't booked in yet, but we're we're definitely going anyway. We're on the way. We are on the way. And also, we're going to go through all the fight news, especially Katie Taylor, Anthony Joshua, UC Sao Paulo, and UFC New York, which we are going to, if you didn't get it. And then, obviously, we're going to finish off with the football, all the football news. Very energized. With Ross and Barry. Yeah, so, uh, welcome back, episode 26. Um, before we actually start getting properly into what we did last week, uh, we put a post up last week on Instagram how myself and Ross have actually been doing energized for two years now. One, two. Two years. It's gone fast, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually couldn't believe it when I saw yeah. it. It was like two years. Yeah, yeah. Although, like, I feel like the, the, the Instagram birthday is, like, it's more special now, isn't it? Yeah, well, the Instagram yeah. one's more March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Yeah, but, it's a bit more special. But, uh, yeah, no, two years since we actually, just, like, decided to start this adventure. Um, maybe, yeah. like, I'd say 18 months since we were like, right, this is it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, we were, we're like sort of starting off and we are like, this is a bit of crack, and then we're like, Right, hold on, I actually think it's going to be something. And, yeah. like, that's what it's building towards anyway. Do you want to just, if someone's new to the podcast, do you want to just say, break down quickly what, what sort of happened over the last two years? Yeah, so basically, me and Barry have been best friends, I'd say, for the last ten years or so. So, we decided we were going to do uh, something together. Well, Barry was like, he was going to do a radio course, and then I was like, I'll do it too. And then we ended up doing something to say FM. Then that's where the Energized name came from. We had to have a name for a segment. And it became Energized, and it was Energized ever since. Energized with Ross and Barry. Energizer with Ross and Barry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, keep going. And yeah. then, just from that onwards, we started doing YouTube videos. And then, yeah. we were, we're, in fairness, the goal was always to make it into a podcast. So Yeah, now, true, yeah. Now, we decided we were just going to show our faces so people knew who we are. And then, it was actually quite helpful because we have a good few listeners in like America and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, we never would have got those unless we did a YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So therefore, it was actually a brilliant idea. So, yeah, it was then we moved to podcast when we actually were happy enough with the amount of people we had listened to us yeah. already. Like, there is no right way or wrong way to do yeah. it. It was just like, we basically fluked it, like, really. Yeah. Like, but, like, we thought we knew what we were doing, but, we like... We absolutely winging it. Yeah. I like chicken wings as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very me. Yeah. So, yeah, that was sort of that, and here we are now. Yeah. Still recording podcasts. Still. Number 26. Yeah. That's, it's, actually, it's actually crazy, like, uh, we're going to New York now this weekend to celebrate two yeah. years. It just sort of worked out at the same time, but, uh, the story so far has been pretty good, and uh, yeah, it's also sort of like my birthday present to Barry and Barry's birthday present to me, or our own birthday presents to each other because we actually didn't get each other something this year for I think the first time yeah. in a very long time. But we decided we're going to New York, so we weren't going to spend like a hundred euro or so so on each other th- that we could have in New York. Yeah, we're actually so lucky as well the way like we both like the and same our, sports and like, and our birthdays around the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like we're we're so fortunate, you know, yeah. Because like, like most people probably wouldn't start a podcast unless mm. they had like a big following, or else like uh, someone else they had something to come with. Yeah, as well, you know what I mean. But uh, yay! 
Energize friends. Yeah. But uh, what's it called? We're gonna just bring up what we did last week. Today is actually Halloween. Today we're recording Ooh, today because Halloween. <laughs> we're recording today because uh, if we had to put the, the podcast out on a Halloween day, it wouldn't gain as much traction. Also, we're not gonna be able to do the next week's podcast till this, this day next week as well because we don't get back until Tuesday. We're going on Friday till Tuesday. So I think we should sort of bring up what we did last week. Um, first of all. I noticed today, I actually said to Ross today, Ross has been training a good bit now with his mum. If you listened to last week, you'll know that. But uh, you can notice Ross's neck is after getting so much skinnier. <laughs> he's, like he's, a, he's like a giraffe walking around. He actually said that to me today and I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, your neck, man. And I was like, <laughs> what? He goes, yeah, you must lose the weight in your neck first. And I was like, all right, um, thanks, I think. Um, yeah, no, I've done four or five now, six, six, fifteen sessions in the gym and yeah just it's such a great start to the day and i really enjoy doing it and um, one thing i haven't told you barry is that i was out well you know i was out with uh, a few of my mates uh, from local who, who weren't you yeah and um it will be making a return but not to the energized page the ross review is going to come back but that, uh, that's about time yeah, yeah it's about time i was actually eating out twice in two different places and both times i was the lads and they're like Where's the Ross review? Yeah. So the Ross review will be making a comeback. I'll just put it on my own page and then I'll put it up on the story how therefore people can see it if they're interested in it. Yeah, sure. You can you can mention, you can out the places that are good or bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Ross review is coming back. Yeah. So if you listen to the podcast and you own a restaurant, you sort of have to invite Ross out. For the Ross review. For the Ross review. Come on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Branch Ross review is coming back. The Branch Ross review is back. No, what, what, what am I going to do? The Barry breakdown. Uh, I don't know what you're gonna break down. I don't know what I'll do. I'm gonna to have to do something stupid. Yeah. But um, you can you can you can do the, oh no you can do Master Chef for Barry because you like to cook. Well, and you review it. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Let's see what happens anyway. Well, we'll have to come up with something for you, man. Yeah, but uh, how'd your Halloween weekend go as well? You um, went, you went yes, I had a fancy dress party on Sunday with work people. I dressed up as the champ. I wore my boxing gear, and I was just the champ. No, like, no particular champ, just the champ. And I referred to myself in the third person as the champ all night. Then, actually, in work today, it was, uh, we actually did a charity thing for Temple Street Hospital and the kids' hospital, and everyone donated money, and we all wore fancy dress today, and I was the champ, and I gave tours as the champ all day. Have you broken character? No. Not at all? No, I was the champ, and, like, I was, like, order, like I was in work, and I was, like, going over to the shop, and I was ordering my sandwiches as the champ. And what were you wearing? What were you wearing? I was wearing a pair of boxing gloves, hand wraps, I had like a boxing hoodie on, I even I kept the hat on because I would have wore its ring, and then I had my mouthpiece but I didn't wear it because I was giving tours because people wouldn't understand me. And like when you were giving the tour, did you, you obviously took the gloves off like? No. I left them on for the entire tour. What? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> you did it man, you did I did yeah, and then as people were like, you know, you guys probably won't understand unless you've been on my tour but... At the end of my tour, like I shake every person's hand. Yeah, on that's tour. what I was gonna ask. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then I go, I go, thanks for coming on the tour. I fist bump everyone with the boxing gloves on. I go, thanks for coming on the champs tour. How many, how many tours did you give? Five tours today. Oh my! As God. the champ. Um, if you didn't know, people give reviews of Ross's tour online. What's the website called? Tripadvisor. Tripadvisor, and like Ross has actually gotten so many good reviews. Like, if you don't know now, you know. But like, one or two of them might actually mention that they the champ. Me. Yeah, the tour off the yeah. champ. Yeah, if you do, if you do get that screenshot and put on. Yeah, you got some tips and work today, and I was, I was like, I was like, thanks for tipping the champ. 
I, I referred to myself all day and people in work were hating it but I was loving it they were like I even changed my name on Facebook my Facebook name is actually Roscoe Cadweller and then in brackets after it says the champ you're taking it to a whole new level yeah man. yeah yeah Lewis, it was, was, was Lewis.com. How was your Halloween? Sure, you can actually you can actually tell you're in like a good like better mood these days. It's probably, it's obviously from like everything. Yeah, in the well, last few weeks. Uh, yeah, well, I'm also a legend because <laughs> at the Halloween party, I actually like went to bed. Well, I had a few, I had a, I had these meds drink and then was going to go to the bathroom, but the bathroom beside one of the bedrooms, and I went down and laid down in the bed for well, what I thought was a few minutes, and then woke up the next morning. Yeah. But it was so weird because I woke up in bed the next morning and there was actually three girls in the bed with me and I was like, what is going on here? And I was like, that's normal for you though, isn't it? it, it obviously, yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was so funny because it was like, if I tell the story to anyone, it sounds so legendary, but like, not even one of them sniffed off me, so it's fine. <laughs> maybe, maybe, me. maybe they did, man. You were just asleep. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually woke up the next morning and made a joke to them. I hope no one used to touch me while I was asleep. <laughs> very me. Very you, man. How was your weekend? Well, like you topped it there, like um. Well, here last week I started training in a in a new place called the Fitness Bay in Bayside, right? Uh, it's in Nesson School, and like I was training with Seafro and training with a guy called Killy, who's actually like so bang on, by the way, because like his girlfriend actually follows us on Instagram. But uh, it's first time I properly met him. I remember we pulled up beside him before, and Steve was like, "All right, what's up?" I think I've said hello to him once or twice in Gibneys. Yeah, maybe man, he's bang on, he's yeah. bang on, but um. Like he, he sort of sort of has has us doing like, like more more like sort of cardio. Like it's more like hit work rather than like. Oh, so, yeah. so it's like fat fat loss and strength yeah. building. I saw that actually. Yeah. yeah. Which was actually which I actually really enjoyed because I was doing more stuff on the treadmill. Whereas before I was doing more like not like quote unquote bodybuilding, but it was more like it was more like yeah you know what I mean like what was that more about? More powerlifting. Yeah, it was more like yeah yeah. It was more, more like, like muscle building. Yeah, yeah, it was more muscle building, but like. You know what I mean? Like I felt like more like I was training more like an athlete rather than yeah, like yeah. Uh, sort of like someone who would go to Venice Beach, even though yeah, like, no, even yeah. though I'd be lucky to hit like maintain eighty kilos. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that, and like I might have to look into that in the future. But um, well, did you enjoy it? That's all about. Yeah, 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 man, I felt great. Like I felt great because like yeah, obviously yeah, like the last few weeks I've been feeling like like probably the best I've felt in a long long time. But uh, yeah, then on uh, obviously on Saturday Saturday night I watched the fights. And then uh, I went there with the pig after, and then um, yeah, then obviously I met Camilla, and then like we we hung out, and then like the next morning when I was walking home, I was actually like, I was actually like the happiest I've been in so long. I, like I think everything's sort of building up together. I think like I'm meeting someone now who's like really nice, and uh, like we're going away, and then like all of our work is doing way better, and like nothing really. Like nothing that's going on bad in my life has gotten worse, whereas the, all the good stuff has gotten better. So, like, which is fucking deadly. Because, like, who knows what's next? And, like, I know, like, a positive mindset results in, like, positive things happening. But, like, I feel like something bad is going to happen, which is weird. Like, like something's going to knock it down. And I don't, I don't know what it is, but, like, it, I can't see it coming anytime soon, which is great. You know what I mean? Because then, like, Chris, once that we're back from this trip, then it's, like, Christmas. And then, like, like who knows what can happen? You know what I mean? But I'm touching wood anyway that I want. But, I mean, like... I'm glad you're excited. Yeah, man. No, but I'm sort of like I'm sort of like so like things are going so good, man. It's sort of weird, like you know, because like I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, well, we have a lot of things to look forward to anyway. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's just sort of like yeah, but like the way you look at it, it's like the Premier League's still on every weekend. We're going to New York. Uh, the Rugby International coming up. 
They have like Bellator coming up. You have Bama or Bamator, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, like all these things are like running, coming in like taking fast, and like it's just when you have stuff to look forward to, it always makes like your life a bit easier, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but I think like everything is going very well now. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it, it's like it's a weird feeling because like. Like, remember, like, a year ago, I was, like, mm. fucking freaked out my mind, and I didn't know what we were doing, and it was just, like, I was, like, why isn't, like, people knew we were doing like, such a good job, and they weren't, like... Yeah, but I think our product is its, its own thing a lot more now, and, like... True, I think, yeah. I think when we, when we were building up, we were just, like, we were looking for someone else to give us that push, but, like, we yeah. just made our own push, yeah. Like, yeah. therefore, like, yeah. it doesn't actually matter whether you need anything else, so, like, the more notoriety we're going to get ourselves, the less, like... Anxious, you'll feel about. Oh, no, about yeah, it. anxious. Yeah. yeah, but like, but like, it's such a great feeling because yeah. like, like, we're not seeking approval now because yeah. like the approval's already there. Like, and yeah. it's just like growing and like, like how many people have said they want to see us in New York as well, which is like yeah, yeah. ridiculous. It's actually, it's actually weird. We have people going from Dublin who are like trying to meet up with us over in New York. We have people who are in America asking to meet up with us. Yeah, uh, and then like we also know people in New York who are also like, oh, the lads are coming over. Yeah. so it's actually like all sort of happening at once. Yeah. and then it's it's, it's weird because. I keep on like telling people that I'm like, uh, oh, I meant to say actually, do you remember I met Anthony Fagan as well? Yeah, yeah. One of the guys he has his Facebook page called MMA Central. Central. Yes, and like he was driving by in the van, he stopped me the other day, and I was I, I didn't actually recognize him first, and he was like, oh, do you know? Um, and then we sort of went in this back and forth, and I was like, oh, we're going next week. Yeah. And then he asked me to like write in the group, so I'm like I'll write in the group, and I'm like I'll share the podcast in the group because therefore we gave him a shout out. So good man, Anthony. And it was just like. When you sort of get like stopped and noticed on the street yeah. by someone, and like I didn't, even, I had a hat on as well, yeah, so I didn't yeah, even yeah, have the yeah, hair yeah, out, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. it was actually pretty cool. Yeah, no, like even the other night, like I got like such a weird like attack, panic attack sort of thing because I was like, "Boy, is everything going so well?" You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? And like even your like even everything for you is going great as well. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes I have to give out to Barry because uh, he'd be like, he'll ring me and goes, "Everything's going great," and he's like, "But I feel like something's gone wrong," and I'm just like. Just shut up and live in the moment. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that happens. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's crazy. It's great, like, cause like it hasn't happened in a very long mm. time. You know what I mean? But uh, any, any other notes for the week? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Did anything happen? And I'm like, oh yeah. No, oh, but I like, bar, like, bar, like, sort of like getting into the sport and stuff. Um, yeah, like it was two years, and it's sort of like. It's been like so up and down, up and down, up and down, and then now it's just like it's just only going up. It's like it's like the plane now when we take off on Friday, it's just gonna go straight there. And like the chaos we're gonna cause over in New York is frightening. You know what I mean? They should if like if people if whoever's in New York right now and that they work there, they should be like, Don't let them lads go. Like Oh yeah, one thing I will say is if you are going to New York, just be careful when you're booking a hotel because like they tell you it's gonna be one price and then you have like another like two hundred euro taxes on top of everything else. And I was yeah, like Yeah. I was like, What? Yeah. Freud. Very, very New York. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're really looking forward to it. Can't wait to get in the plane, get there, see all the fo- see the weigh-ins, see, see the fights happen. It's going to be absolutely class. Yeah. And we also, like, we also got flags, our own flags, with, like, the Energize logo yeah. on them as well. So, like, you're definitely going to see that. And uh, we're going to try our hardest to be seen on the, on the, on the TV. That yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. We're actually close to where the fighters walk out. The champion, champion fighters walk yeah. out. So, like, hopefully um, we'll have it there and... Yeah, it should be class. Yeah, and also if you're on Instagram as well, we're gonna try and get our picture trending in Madison Square Garden on the Saturday night. So make sure to try and help us out because usually we do trend in most areas, but like yeah, in Madison Square Garden, that'd be crazy. Yeah, and also make sure to listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Which is a weird thing to say on the podcast. On the podcast, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but everything's going great. Oh, like, actually, no, 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 I want to say. We're going to try and do um, co- like heavier on the Instagram stories when we're over there, just because like, I think people are very interested in see what yeah. we're going to actually do over there. Yeah. Um, Barry might give you a tour of the hotel room. That could be his new thing. Yeah, the hotel guy. <laughs> yeah, do you remember? Do you remember when we were in Berlin and we did the hotel tour? Oh Jesus, yeah. We uh, uh, the shittiest hotel hotel yeah. room ever. Like. Yeah, the Matchbox. The Matchbox. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right. So. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what are the plans for the rest of the show? Or do you have anything else you want to add in? Well, like the, the only things really move into sort of the fights, the fight world, and the football world. But like, I think we should discuss what we want to do over in New York. Yeah, I was actually just about to say that. If yeah. anyone actually has any suggestions for us to do over there, to definitely let us know. But in terms of things, what we want to do is, I've been up the Empire State Building. Um, I don't know, have you been up as well? Uh, no, but I've been there and I've been to Ground Zero as well. And Yeah, I've done Ground Zero. I don't think I need to do that again. Like, and That's actually quite sad. So I think I'm yeah, actually yeah, yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah. So I think like I want to go up like the Empire State Building because I think we can actually get a really cool photo there. But I also want to... But there's also another tall building. I think it's called like the Rockefeller Center or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and no, I wouldn't yeah. mind going up that as well. Yeah, you can do whichever. ice skating there. Yeah, whichever. I, I want to go up one of them because I think they're cool. Other than that, like, we're going to be at the Wayans, we're going to see the fights, and then we're going to see Madison Square Garden. Uh, just a few, like, other little kill things, and then also we, we'll know a good few people over there, so, like, we'll probably do whatever they suggest. Yeah. Oh, we might go to Jack Jack Doyle's pub, is it? Yeah, there is a, the funny thing is, there's actually uh, uh, a, a bar that's over in New York, I think it's called Doyle's, we're going to have to double check now, but they're on to us to actually do a live podcast from their bar. Now that's crazy if you think about it. myself and Ross just doing podcasts, mm. like, and then it's funny who actually listens to the podcast, yeah. and then uh, that could potentially happen as well. So mm. we're obviously going to send a message once we get there. But like, I just find it funny how the internet works. How like there's at least ten people that are like, oh, we have to meet up in New York, and it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I have, I have, like we're like two lads, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like no, nobody wants to give us a chance. Like as in like the quote unquote like stations that like have the power. Yeah, and, like, and that that like our voices travel further than theirs almost, you know. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew when we started this that like it was never just gonna be like one of the big shows in Dublin. Because like, the, like if we had it just planned on that, we'd we'd be absolutely nowhere now. Yeah, like absolutely no. nowhere. It's just like luckily enough how broad the UFC world that like so many people actually really enjoyed, especially mm. the stuff that you say, what you bring to the table for the part of the UFC show, um, that like there's. It's just grown, like yeah. yeah like, that, actually, that when I stopped at Auntie the, the other day, we were talking about fights, and he uh, and he's room, he goes, "Yeah, your man was fighting the other day, that." And then I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm black." Which he goes, "Yeah, man, you always know the fighters off the top of your head." Yeah. And I was like, yeah. "I was like, it's sort of weird when like someone like sort of compliments me in that sort of way." But I'm just like, "It's it's almost like first you, nature." Yeah, but it's like it was it, second it's, nature to call it second nature. I think whatever it is, but it's a bit like if you name a footballer, you'd be like, "Oh him." Yeah, you know what I mean, it's just like yeah, it's not like. Something that I'd say to impress them was just like, oh, well, I know the information, so I would just say it. Yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah, but we're like, we're so lucky as well, the way like the the, the UC and like Bellator as well, obviously travel different, like all over America, obviously, but like mm. different continents as well. Whereas like, if it was just based on Premier League, like once you leave Ireland, England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, like the rest of Europe speak different languages yeah. and they wouldn't listen to two Irish guys talking about Manchester mm. United, you know? Or the Premier League, so like we're we're so lucky that like we almost have skipped the rest of Europe. Yeah. Whereas like I don't think a lot of shows have that potential, or even know how to really do it unless they have UFC. But yeah. like even even if they're talking about NFL or hockey or basketball, why would you listen to two Irish guys talking about that? You know yeah, what I mean? As well, some Americans who know yeah, what they're talking who know about. everything. Yeah. All the college people, although like you and Chris know a lot about that stuff. But I mean, like 
not as much in depth as they would. Yeah, so, and like, in a way, I'm lucky that you know so much about it that, because if we didn't have that, it would be like... Yeah, like, I could probably name 40 players playing the NBA, but, like, ask me to name, like, the starting lineup for the Minnesota Timberwolves and, like, and yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's just one of those things, but, yeah. yeah. Like, I know enough that if someone was talking about it, I'd be like, all right, yeah, but if you ask me to, like, go on CNN and talk about the NBA, people would be like, why is he there? Yeah. But uh, it's funny actually how we're still doing the show. Yeah. Because I'm like talking to you normally. That's the best thing about this, right? But um, yeah, we have like certain things that like we're, we're, we have to make sure we get tickets for the weigh-ins on the Friday. We arrive mm. in the afternoon on Friday. We're going to. I think they'll just be free off UFC.com. Yeah, so yeah. Should, should they, they'll be handy enough. You can rely on me to do that. Yeah, and like the way we were at Bama last time, and we've got to meet all the fighters. Like we're gonna like capitalize on every opportunity we have to meet people, and like this is a really good opportunity for us to uh, like talk to people who are actually in the industry mm. that like could help us grow as well like for instance there's a, a guy an artist called Dosprak who does pictures for Joe Rogan Brendan Schaub uh, Joey Diaz Chael Sonnen like the name yeah. goes the list goes up McGregor I uh, from Cork really really talented yeah oh man he's so good he reminds me a bit of Banksy the way he doesn't like show his face but um, he gave us a shout out there the other day and like like I mean like we, like that the exposure I think mm. that I think the sort of thing is, once we meet someone sort of like big enough that like understands who we are, what our story is, about like how we're trying to create the funniest, yeah. the best content. Uh, yeah, like, there's no egos yeah, here with us. Yeah, how we're, how we're talking about like, like as quote unquote, like how, whatever, like feelings or like family problems or like dates, you know what I mean? Like it, they like that more because it's more personal. Whereas like, for instance, Joe Rogan never even talks about his family ever like yeah. at all. Or he would dismissively. But like, yeah. I mean, that's fine. Do exactly what you want to do. But like, uh, like if, it's where he actually talks more about his dogs than something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, look at Brendan Shaw, yeah. for instance, as well. But um, mm. the the potential for us to branch out and like we like the potential's there for like I, I don't know. Once we give yeah. him a chance, like I mean, we're like we're sort of ready that like once we get like a proper chance with anything, we're sort of gonna we're sort of we're ready to go now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas I I thought like a year ago we were ready to go, but like if you look back now, we were not. No, like, you no. know what I mean? We weren't at all. Like you know. No, the the product wasn't as complete yeah. as it is now. Yeah, like remember we went to RTE after about like seven videos and mm. th- like <laughs> like we couldn't we believe were like, it. Gives her own show. Yeah, it's like cancel the late late. <laughs> <laughs> like for instance, like the the, the Irish market is t- is so weird these days because they like they don't not know what they're doing, but they're sort of like there's no like show for like yeah, a there's guy. no cre- there's no creativity for it either. It's just like the like, same they, shows over and over again, but different. They should just have their like YouTube channel. And just continuously pump, pump content from like Irish people who are trying to create the best content. Like, look at the Irish football fan TV. Like, they could do it with a push. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, and whoever. Yeah. Like, and they should just be like promoting these guys because basically they'll make money off the back end from promoting yeah. these guys. No. You know what I mean? Because we're already coming with the following as well, and so are yeah. they. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of like stuff for girls being done already. Like, you know what I mean? Like the cooking shows and etc. But really, there's yeah, millions there be, of them in America. There should be like I know, maybe. A gym show for like people yeah, to go to the gym go. and then like maybe yeah uh, I don't know like, I, I don't like even cost them that much money as well yeah or, or like even maybe an entrepreneurial show where like you go around and you follow guys who have like set up their own business yeah. like you go off with like the happy pair guys yeah Ryan, uh, Brian Lee who Prince Lee, chopped yeah. yeah all those all those people, yeah all those people in like like in sport inspire young male athletes well, yeah like and more young male people to like actually. 
Maybe you think outside the box. Like, there's some serious talent in this country. Like, mm. not just Conor McGregor, not mm. just the Irish football team, not just the Irish rugby team, but like, there's some serious potential. Like, even like the Ga players, like Dublin Ga team, are after winning the All Ireland three years in a row now. Um, yeah. Like, why not? Like, where, where's the like a day in the life of Dublin Ga footballer? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, people will love that. Like, yeah. one of the guys I was sitting beside work absolutely loves Ga, loves Ga. Like, I mean, as much as I love football, I'm sure there hasn't been like a documentary about like. Follow them dubbed around, and then you see yeah. them, like the team talk in yeah. you, you know like a running series. Final. Yeah, yeah. Like what? Like who, who are like what? What are the head honchos doing? I don't even know. Like I yeah. don't even know. I don't like slating them because like I'm sure. Oh, no, like, I'm not slating, but yeah, I mean, man, like yeah, you have to bring this up in conversation. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. I understand. Like they're like the first, they could always be doing a better job. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm just like. Yeah, so yeah, but like miss, they're missing, they're missing something for like the the, the, the like. Lad, yeah, for your average yes, lad, for yes, hundred percent. Like, like, like they have so many like first dates and yeah. blind date, blind and, date, like, Vogue Williams doing her thing, and they're all great shows. But like it's more so like like they're guys, all, they're all sort of aimed at like the females basically. Yeah, there's no like I mean the the football and and like the rugby like it's just it's only the sports are for sport. for the guys. Yeah, you know what I mean catering to the guys. There's no yeah. like. And obviously, like, I don't even know obviously, what else. Obviously, there's a crossover in like girls. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, always watch the dating shows. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. But I'm, I'm talking about like, I'm looking for a show where like lads can be like, oh, this is brilliant. Or did you watch that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, doesn't yeah, seem to be that. Yeah, because that, that's why we're not getting that. Yeah. Which makes us have to create our own show, yeah. or us watch these other like YouTubers and stuff, or other podcasts to get our fix. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, no, you can't watch first dates every day. No. You know what I mean? And then like Made in Chelsea, and then like Towie. Mm. I'm just naming all like, every TV you know, show I, I watched. I actually saw one TV show that I was like, that's actually not a bad idea, but like I didn't really like the execution of it. You know the Tommy Tiernan show where he has an interviewer on and he doesn't actually know who he's interviewing? Yeah. yeah. I actually thought that was actually a good concept, but I thought it was actually like poorly executed. I don't I, I don't know, I don't think Tommy Tiernan was the right person to host that show. But I actually thought it was a good concept of a show. Even like but then they, again, they, they had strictly strictly come down to it as well. Yeah, and then I think I think the problem is that People were coming on Tom Tiernan show and then like he didn't know who they were, so therefore <laughs> it was awkward. Like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Dude, that's that's just a few ideas anyway. Yeah. So it is what it is. It is what it is. But uh, fortunately, we're we're doing our own thing and things are going well. And like uh, uh, one more thing, right? Conor McGregor was on RTE today on Halloween Day uh, promoting his new movie. That would be the the Notorious. Yeah, the Notorious. The show will actually be out on Friday on the late late, and. As you know, if you're listening to the show now, uh, myself and Ross like, are huge advocates of Conor McGregor. Um, we actually even brought up, like, as much as we support him, if he says something negative, we sort of dissect that and see why mm. he did it, etc. But, like, um, it was on Facebook there last week to enter enter the, the competition to win two tickets to go to, to see him live and be part of the audience, right? So, Ross entered... Told him, told him exactly our our story that like we're we do a podcast mm. and we support all the MMA Irish MMA fighters for everyone even emails someone we knew within RT yeah um and we heard nothing back yeah nothing back and then I heard there was there was a, a random girl that won two tickets and like she's nothing got to do with any sort of MMA like she no like it wasn't a lucky dip is my point like these yeah. people were handpicked to go yeah. to these and like with like. Our background in, in like everything, like even like being at these events and then going to New York this weekend yeah. and saying that, nothing back. And it's just like it's like what's going on here? Like, you know what I mean? 
Ah, it's look, it's it's all politically driven, so it doesn't it, like there's no point getting hung up on about it. Like you, there are circles, and like sometimes you're in them, sometimes you're not. I think that's where I actually think we're in a lot more circles than we're not in, or them we maybe should be in, but it, it, no, it is what it is. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Like in fairness, we've been very lucky. So yeah, yeah. Well, I think sometimes we are. We've been so lucky that you, we almost expect more. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. the way it happens. Yeah, but uh, like I like the way that like this is just solely off our own back, and we're yeah. just it's just like it, like getting these no emails back make us like mm. aim higher. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I remember when we like went went to MedRT, uh, we were like we were explaining what Enterprise like what we wanted to become, and they were looking at us and they just didn't understand what we were talking about. But like we're we're like we're like we want to compete with the people in America. We want to compete yeah. with like the Brendan Shabs, the Joe Rogans, the the Ford and the Kids, mm. uh, the Chael Sonnens, the MMA Hours. Like we want to have a show as big as an audience with that as well. And like if you don't really aim that high in yeah, anything no. you do, then I mean like. You should like. What are you really aiming for? Because like people like Conor McGregor, for for instance, and yes, because we're from Ireland, we're going to bring him up. Like he did not set out to be the biggest in Dublin or the biggest in Leinster or mm. just the biggest in Ireland. Like he set out to take over the world. And look how well he's doing. There's a movie coming out now on tomorrow, like or Thursday. You know what I mean? Which is like the, that's the the exact attitude you have to have. Even like MMA fighters like Till, who beat Cowboy Cerrone there the other day, says he's like the best in the division. He wants to be the best. He's like they're gonna make a movie of him. He said it's just like that's the attitude. Yeah, you need that envision about yourself. To they're, make it they're the people I like seeing uh, like that. You should be listening to whether they're spoofing you or not. They give you this like push to be better. So therefore, it's working. You know what I mean? Yeah. They all, like as the saying goes, you shoot for the stars because if you fall, you land in the clouds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Very. Energized. Very energized. That's why I love this show. You know that every time we do it, I like listen to it the next day, and I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm like supporting us. I was out, like even like I met you last there the night, and like they're like, Baz, I love what you're doing. I love it. Like I can't believe you're doing it. I mean, I wish I could do that. And it's just like, I don't know. It's two years now, so yeah. it's just like what I do now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, and like even the way we put the pictures out, and we crop our heads on the people's bodies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like yeah. it's just like it's getting funnier, and the jo- the ride's getting better, and like. Like, like, like. Look at look at what like the way our lives are looking now. Like, I mean, like we both took a chance in this. Like, and then like like you're really happy with what you're doing. Like right now, like this is the happiest I've been in such a long time. And like, and then now we're going to New York to like celebrate. Going to like the biggest fight card mm. possibly in the, in the last few years. Like, let alone yeah. this year. And like, like, like what's next? You know what I mean? What oh. is next? And that's like I listened back there to a podcast from like three weeks ago, and I was just like that's how I was feeling then and that's what happened that week and like the, this whole thing is being documented you know yeah. what I mean like this time next week we're going to be doing a podcast about going to New York and yeah. and like like how much fun are we going to have there you know because oh, I mean? no, yeah, like unreal. even if we only go to the, 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 the fight and then be hung over for the rest of the trip like what a trip it will be like you know what I mean yeah well, we're going to see like <laughs> we're going to see two fighters who could be their very last fight as well yeah Man, it's just crazy, and I love the like. This all sort of originated from like the first time McGregor fought in Dublin. Like, I, like you knew it wasn't that. Like, I, I I liked the UFC ages ago, and then like because all the fights were in like five a.m., I didn't really watch them. And then, then like McGregor was fighting, and you were like, "Do you want, do you want to come?" And like I felt sort of bad because I wasn't really into it as much as you and Chris were. And then the, when I was there that night, like every Irish fighter basically won. McGregor like blew the blew the ceiling off the place, and ever since then I've just been in love with it. Like, you know what I mean? That's what happens. It only takes like one magical moment, and that's yeah. it. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be like if you watch football for the first time, and it was like the nineteen ninety nine Champions League final, and you see Man United losing, and then score two goals, and the win, and you're just like, 
Sometimes there's just moments in life and you just yeah. like, that was one. Yeah, sometimes it's just magic. So where, where do we talk we, about sports in the show where, or where do we go with the show from here, man, really? Like, you know? Um, I think we should move into the fight world. So, first of all, we're half an hour into the show. Roscoe, what do you make of the show so far? Absolutely brilliant. Giving the people what they want. They're asking us for more content about ourselves. Yeah. We just gave half an hour worth of content for ourse about ourselves. It's the most we've ever thought about ourselves. So, and I enjoyed it as well. So, it was a good crack. We're so vain. Mm. Uh, we're so vain. Uh, okay, we're going to move on to the fight world. Over the weekend, Katie Taylor won won, won her first world title. Uh, she went 7-0 and she beat Sanchez by decision. Um, I, I don't know if it was just me on this party, right? Yeah. But I was actually... Slightly shocked of like how mad social media went over this. Yeah. Cause like it went nuts, didn't it? Yeah. Like everyone had a Katie Taylor post out. Yeah. Everyone did. Yeah. Like, I know we did, and like we we have, we always put a Katie Taylor post yeah. out. We're always supporting, but I couldn't believe like Twitter erupted and so did Instagram, and I was just like, fair play, like you know, like obviously absolutely fantastic, but yeah. I. I didn't realise how many people were watching the fight as we're watching the fight, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, the thing is, luckily enough for her as well that she's on uh, the anti-Joshua anti card last yeah, three times. So, like, that obviously helps her, like, audience as well. Yeah. But, like, uh, I didn't know she was 35, but, like, first she's after winning the title now and she looks yeah. very, very strong. Yeah. So, like, hopefully she can keep this up for another couple of years as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, like she won that... She, she possibly lost one round in that whole entire mm. fight and, like, absolutely dominated. I love the answers of money she's on. I haven't a clue now, but I'd like to know. I don't, you know what, I wouldn't even make a guess of it, to be honest. Yeah. I, I've no idea either, but like, I, I'd love to actually like finally meet her, you know that? Yeah. Like, uh, do you know what I mean? She and she's, she's not very active on so, on Instagram as well, where no. we, like, the, like, she could definitely do with, uh, like, a, a person who run her social media, like, yeah. like, coming up to fight week, the way all the MMA fighters no, are posting she, every day. She, she could do great if, like, she became, like, part of the Mac life or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. I think that, that could be on the books now, yeah. after you saying that. Yeah. But, like, fair play to Katie Taylor, like, such an inspiration to so many, like, up-and-coming mm. girls, the way Ronda Rousey was in America, like, Katie Taylor's, like, mm. really practicing what she preaches, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%, she was unbelievable, and then... And a huge audience as well. Yeah. Huge audience as well. And, like, that's probably the biggest fight she's ever had as well as in like in terms of like stadium f people actually watching it yeah Principality Stadium was massive also known formerly known as the Millennium for anyone who's like what's the Principality yeah up in Wales eh um, yeah fair play to Katie Taylor fair play yeah there's not much else you can say about it like she went in there and actually dominated again and like her opponent was like she could actually tell she was very tough you could tell it was a massive step up in competition compared to the people yeah that's the thing that's the thing yeah and uh, she looked great yeah onwards and upwards on the Katie Honda Katie. Uh, also, we cannot move on without talking about uh, Anthony Joshua's win over Takam. Now, first of all, I had no idea this Carlos guy. Carlos Takam. Yeah, I, I had no idea who he was beforehand. But like, he's he, a physical specimen all the time, wasn't he? Joey, he's like, he's like the thing. Don't show him yeah. the Fantastic Four. He yeah. just kept taking punches to the face and was like, never really left. Now, before the fight, we obviously thought that Anthony Joshua would like was nineteen wins, nineteen knockouts would knock him out in the first couple of rounds. But uh, you can see he like at the beginning he was like very, not tentative, but he just he wanted he didn't want to knock him out in the first mm. round because he was uh, one to fifty before the yeah. fight. Um, but the thing is, he sort of was so relaxed that the rounds kept going and going, and Takam was just he sort of gained confidence. Yes, as the point went yes, on, yeah. yeah. And then eventually, like what was this? When was the stoppage? Tenth round, eleven round. Mm. Uh, some people say that the ref sort of jumped in and uh, sort of stopped it a bit early, but like he was so he was he he given it as all. But like after the fight, Anthony Joshua was so good that way he was like gave to Takam like such respect, um, 
Like even he put up his own Instagram post being like like mad respect for Takam. Like I mean, great performance. Like especially coming in on two weeks notice against uh, Anthony Joshua. Yeah, for me, I think Joshua, if he was to do a full training camp preparing for Takam, he'd probably knock him out within four or five rounds. Yeah. But I think it's because he's fighting Pulev, and as far as I'm aware, Pulev is a much taller, yeah. and bigger, yeah, yeah, like yeah, bigger yeah. fighter. And then he like it's a totally different training camp yeah. to fighting a fellow six foot one, and he's like. As wide as he is tall. He almost took it less professionally, but mm. like professional nonetheless. And he yeah. got really annoyed. Like Takam like sort of like absolutely headbutted him in the yeah. nose, broke his nose in the second round. And like he was so annoyed. Like after the, the third round, Joshua kept hitting him mm. after the bell because he was just like, he's like, after we're going to annoy out after this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's talk, like Deontay Wilder's now fighting next week. Yeah. The, the same night as UFC 217. And uh, that would be a great fight to see Joshua versus um, Wilder. Uh, Wilder, yeah. yeah. But there's also talk of Tyson Fury. Yeah. yeah, and Eddie Hearn was saying that he doesn't really think that Anthony Joshua should leave the island le- yet. So maybe yeah. maybe Tyson Fury next, really? or Yeah, well, at the end of the day, he's doing really well at selling out the stadiums over here. And like I don't know what his box office numbers are, but I'm sure they're fairly decent. So Massive fun. Um, Massive fun. He, he's Such a cool guy as well. He's such a nice you know guy. He's, sort of, he's the A side on whoever he's fighting in the heavyweight yeah. division. So. Um, I could see it happening. I'd love, I'd love a Tyson Fury uh, and the Joshua build up, and then like obviously Katie Taylor would be on the card mm. as well. They might run it again in uh, the Millennium uh, Principality Stadium again. Yeah, yeah. who knows? It'd, it'd be either there or Wembley. Where yeah, you want it. yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't even mind seeing. You know what? Because he's a Manchester United fan, I wouldn't mind seeing him fight in Old Trafford. That'd be cool, yeah. But like, I don't know if they'll be able to fight in Old Trafford while the weather. Well, no, I was gonna say more so when the league is on. Because oh, like, yeah, yeah. like, how do you get the pitch? True, but. Uh, Fair play to both of them. Yeah. I mean, like, fair play to them. Two, like, I think Josh was just yeah. such a... There's, there's, such a two, there's two biggest names in boxing. In, well, the biggest female name and the biggest male name in boxing, in my opinion. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. But, like, how good would that Tyson Fury fight be? Like? Yeah, no, it would be really exciting. Although, I sort of want to see Tyson Fury have a different fight first. I actually would like to see Tyson Fury fight, like, David Hay. Just... Yeah. I don't know for the crack. I think David Hay like verbally sparring would be better. Yeah, it's just the char- the characters make the fight, don't they? Yeah. Like, yeah. But uh, yeah, so we're just gonna move on from the boxing to what happened over the weekend. UFC Sao Paulo was on, and if you don't know where Sao Paulo is, it's in Brazil. Um, we're just gonna just go through the card before we move on to UFC two seventeen yeah, we'll breakout. Um, I think we're just gonna start off in the bantamweight. John Lineker yeah. defeated Marlon Vera by unanimous decision. Uh, Ross, what did you make of this fight? Um, look, Lineker was very aggressive, very good in the first two rounds. Vera sort of found her f- his feet in the third round. Uh, to me, it was two rounds to one to Lineker. Um, no real surprise there. Lineker was expected to win the fight. Vera showed a good out, and so yeah, they both like came across as better. I think in the end, so. Good job, by the pair. Okay. Uh, in the middleweight division, Thiago Santos defeated Jack Hermanson by TKO. This was unreal because it's one of those things where you get the last ten seconds and all you hear is, and then Thiago Santos was like, "What?" And then absolute kamikaze, don't man, like absolute rolled him over. Yeah. Uh, you expected this result yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 an absolute monster on the feet. Uh, it's sort of the only question with him is can he beat the upper echelon? And who knows, he might get one of those after this fight. So yeah, that was sort of as expected. Yeah, and then in the lightweight division, your best mate Francisco Trinaldo beat Jim Miller uh, by unanimous decision, and that's Jim Miller's third defeat in a row. Um, yeah, although it's a bit, it's a bit harsh because his three defeats are against Anthony Pettis, Dustin Poirier, and Trinaldo, and they're all ranked in the top fifteen. They're all deadly, and Jim Miller was not ranked in the top fifteen when he fought all three of them. So therefore, he was like the underdog in all three fights. Um, look, Jim Miller very good. Uh, realistically. 
there's no one really left I want to see him fight, to be honest. Yeah, that's but, the thing. Uh, Ronaldo, for 39, he looks really, really good. He's got good combination of uh, power and skill. And, yeah, he's probably lined himself up to fight a top 10 fight. The only problem is he doesn't have much of a name, so that's his biggest problem. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's pushing on an age, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. He was, he's he's 8-1 in his last 9 fights. Well, that's pretty good in the lightweight yeah. division. Yeah. Um, in the bantamweight, Pedro Munez defeated Rob Font by guillotine choke. Yeah, he got it done nice and early. Um, this was always going to be a rep, uh, a grappler versus striker matchup. Rob Font's uh, striking is absolutely incredible. But Pedro Munez is one of those people who... It's almost a bit like... I'm not going to say Darren Till, but... His skill level is far higher than his name. It's almost more so like a Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy Rivera is unbelievable at bantamweight, but like people don't know who he is. Yeah. So... Uh, Pedro Munoz is excellent. Uh, his only two losses are to Jimmy Rivera, and I actually can't remember who the other one is, but it's another top bantamweight. So yeah, Pedro Munoz is someone to look out for, and he's in the top fifteen now. So watch out for Pedro Munoz. Watch out. Uh, in the welterweight division, Colby Covington beat Damian Maya by unanimous decision. Uh, before the fight, we obviously both thought, well, I definitely thought that uh, Damian Maya would win, like do his typical thing, get him down to the ground. Mm. Obviously, because he fought for the title in his last fight. Yeah. And then uh, Colby Covington came out to win. Yeah, the last round was extraordinarily dominant from Colby Covington. It really made him a bloody mess. But Maya sort of won the first two rounds. He actually rocked him on the feet at one stage. I think it was just one of those things where Covington was actually such a good wrestler that Maya actually found it hard to take him down. So he actually found it hard to be in an advantageous position. So a lot of the fight actually had sat, uh, ended up on the feet. Um, That's a very impressive win for Colby as well. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I think the UFC of the last... The last couple of UFCs have really showed like a change in the guard, as in like the older fighters are just like constantly keep on getting beaten now by the younger fighters. That's and the thing, it's just, yeah. It's just shown the like, evolution of the game. Yeah, it's the evolution of the game, yeah. and it just shows that these young, hungry fighters are they, they've actually grown up as like such mixed martial artists, as possibly yeah. like, Damian Maya grew up doing jujitsu yeah, and then became a mixed martial yeah. artist, and it just shows like it's sort of. Damien Moyle will never get a UFC title. You know what I mean? Like never, he, he's no. done now. Yeah. Well, Kobe Covington made like some serious headlines because he came out and like slayed the Brazilian people afterwards. And yeah, he, that's what I wanted to bring up. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And his thing is, he actually fights out American top team, and like he has like Amanda Nunes on his team and Bigfoot Silva, and they both came out and slayed him afterwards. And then he was, he just actually goes, "I don't care. I'm not friends with them anyway. So <laughs> it doesn't matter." And then like he called out Tyrone Woodley, and Tyrone Woodley is also American top team. So he's like trying to make himself out to be like the ultimate villain. Uh, it's sort of reminiscent of maybe a bit of Josh Koscheck a little bit, but the way I look at it is, it didn't come across as natural. And Colby Covington is an absolute excellent fighter, but he looks like he's lacking a bit on the feet. I don't think he's ready for Tyrone Woodley yet, and also I don't think he's doing himself any favors by being the ultimate villain because really see you making money by people like liking you. True. Yeah. yeah who, so, who would you see him fight next? Um, I'd love to see him fight uh, the winner of. Usman and Emil Meek are fighting soon. And I think Usman will win because Usman, I think, wants to shut him up. So I'd like to see Usman fight him. All right. Uh, also, in the middleweight division, which headlined the card, Derek Brunson beat Lyoto Mishida, which actually brings back up what you just said there how like the new guard, new generation yeah. of people are beating the older guard. Um, before the fight, obviously, I said Brunson was going to win and you said Mishida was going to yeah. win. But like. Uh, it's becoming more and more prevalent these days that like the newer guys yeah, the younger have fella. more. Yeah. Um it was it was another thing, like at the end of the day, in uh Moya's much older, Machida's much older, I think Machida's thirty nine now, and he just ate a left hook and I think it's just one of those things when these guys get caught in the fight that 
there's not a lot the comeback isn't as as quick as it used to be. You know what I mean? The recovery isn't yeah. as quick as it used to be. And also Machida's been out of the game for a mm. while now as well, so Yeah. Um, I like I like um, I honestly don't know what's next for Machida. Um maybe him versus like Vitor Belfort could be a fight that yeah. could happen. Hopefully it doesn't turn out to be um uh who who's the guy that you talking about? No, who's the guy that trained with um John Jones and then he got injured. What's his name again? He used to be a heavyweight and then he cut down loads of like lightweight and lost there recently as well. Diego Sanchez? No, the he's he's American. He he went up against Rampage. They were both uh, the Ultimate Fighter coaches. Rampage, Forrest Griffin. No, he's black. Chad Evans. Yes, there oh, you go. Okay. Jesus, man. Sorry. <laughs> It's like 10 away, I was late down. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Rashad Evans, like, I actually really like him. Brock Lesnar. Like, I, hate, I hate seeing him. Yeah, like Rashad, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, like, you don't want to see these fellas continuously losing, like, you know, like Bigfoot Silva, like. Yeah. Diego Sanchez is American, by the way. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Um, okay. But, yeah. yeah I, I think, I'd like to see Brunson fight like a Chris Wyman next. I think that'd be a good fight for him. Yeah. Actually, that's a great show. Yeah. Um, okay. So as you know, we're going to UFC 217 this Friday. Possibly the best card that's been in a long, long time. Best card of the year. Yeah, definitely in the year. Yeah. Controversial for the last couple of years. Like. Yeah, but like definitely up there. Top five in the last oh, three years. Top five. Yeah. Um, so, which way do you want to do this now? We'll start from the bottom. Okay, start it from the bottom now we're here. Okay, in the prelims, in the light heavyweight division, Ovin Say Peru is taking on Corey Anderson. I think this is incredible because that could be a five pass headliner. Yeah. And like really? everyone loves a light heavyweight fight. Yeah. Oh man, I'm 100 back in OSP in this one. I'm very confident he's gonna. Think win. so. He looks so good in the last fight. He got the Von Flew choke against Okami. And I just think like he's got more tools in his arsenal. Definitely more athletic than Corey Anderson. I just I think. think I think these lads are both just like not knocked out merchants. They're just like waiting to be knocked out. I don't. Know, I think the OSP has a bit more in the tank than Corey Anderson. I feel like Corey Anderson is like seven out of ten. Yeah. And on his night, he can be 8 out of 10. As opposed to, I think OSP can reach 9 out of 10 level. Just because he's actually so athletic. He's yeah. a lot more... And he won't be as intimidating this yeah. fight compared to his last fights as well. Yeah, and I think he's sort of better on the feet. Good submission game. And also, I don't think Anderson's wrestling skills are good enough to get the job done. True. And who was it? Was it Anderson fought Manu? Yeah. And Manu would like, just knock him out yeah. face straight away. Yeah. I know Manu also knocked out OSP, but I think in terms of like striking, I think OSP will be able to look more at Manu's game and do that to Anderson than Anderson look at I'd Manu's agree. game and do that to OSP. I'd agree with that. Uh, and then in the heavyweight division, um, here we go. Oli Alenuk. He's the he's the fellow who does that submission, you know, from the bottom. He was your man was on top of him and he th he tapped him out. I can't oh, remember the name. But he's like he's like forty choke. Yeah, he's choke. Yeah, he's, him, yeah? Choke. Yeah, he's the yeah. fellow who was like 50, 50 wins and forty. Two submissions. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, only A took versus Curtis Blades. He's very be brown in the last fight. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. yeah and then Curtis Blades is like, oh no, the UFC came and pushed him as his prospect as a heavyweight. He's like six foot seven. He's massive. But I actually like sort of like your man, Ali Anenuk. I don't know why, I just do. Yeah, that was actually, that's a really good decision from them to put that on the prelim, like headline the prelim card. Yeah, because everyone loves the heavyweight. Yeah, because then they're like, right, what's next? Um. Okay, then in the pre, the actual... Fox Sports prelim card in the welterweight division. Randy Brown is taking on Mickey Gall. Uh, Mickey this Gall. Is, this is for the Dana White looking for a fight championship. Mickey Gall, rena renowned now for beating uh, CM Punk, who hasn't been seen since. He actually and went stage on, North Yeah, CM Punk went on some like MTV movie sh uh, TV show, like just like 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 Survivor, and then like oh, everyone did, was slagging him. Yeah, I actually saw that. Uh, well, I saw like a clip of some random person. What's he do? Should he not be practicing? this like jujitsu. Yeah, but anyhow, uh, Mickey Gall. 
Uh, I think like Mickey Gall is getting a really good push here. I'd expect Mickey Gall to win. I actually thought Randy Brown and it was actually quite impressive in the last one or two fights, but he, he beat Charlie Ward. But there's so, I don't know something about Mickey Gall. I'll be rooting for Mickey Gall, so I'm gonna say Mickey, I hope Mickey Gall wins. Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. I like him. He's like he has a good story as well. How, yeah, like, yeah. Like looks after and, his like, family. He was stuff. like, I invented the call out, even though he didn't invent the call out, but he might as well say he did. Yeah. Keep singing it. Uh, then in the light heavyweight division, our mate. Ian you know, Yeah. Is fighting some random fella. Mikael. Um, is, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> Mikael. Mikael. It, he's fighting some Polish fella by the looks of it. Ian Kutibala has like... It, we said this before uh, when they're announcing the fighters. He like walks straight, straight, he walks straight across the octagon into man's face, and they did like the Jun- Junior dos Santos sort of point in the ground yeah. thing. It was so intense, man! It was yeah. fucking dead. He, he, uh, he, he, he also like painted himself green and dressed up to the Hulk before. He's just like more CTV. Man, the, like light heavyweight division. Then like there's so much like heavyweight. They need him, don't they? They need him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need uh, they need uh, like a, a pot stirrer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him. I yeah. Like so him. we're going for Ian Kudzbala. We're going to try and have an after session in his gaff yeah. after. Uh, then the more next big fight. dogs. Yeah, the next one. Your Jeez, best mate's man. fighting. Uh, in the heavyweight division, Wild Harris is versus Mark, the god of all beer, God Beer. So this fight was supposed to go down at UFC 216, but Walt Harris fought for Brito Verdum, got armbarred after like 62 seconds. So his arm's grand and he's back <laughs> here to fight the god of beers, God Beer. <laughs> How much would you like to get a point after after the fight with him? Amen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who we got? I'm going for God Beer. I can't go against God Beer. No. Uh, thank you, God Beer. Uh, and then... The headliner of the preliminary card in the lightweight division, James Vick versus Joseph Duffy. Ireland's very own Joe Duffy. Yeah, Donegal's finest. Um, Donegal, eh? This is weird because Joe Duffy had a massive UFC contract dispute and then he hasn't fought in, I think, over a year. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. So, I think his last fight, he beat Mitch Clark. I could be wrong, but that sounds quite familiar. And then James Vick has been a bit of a tear lately. Yeah, so I'm long actually, and rangy, yeah? Yeah, lot, very long, very rangy. I'm sort of... Thinking James Vick would be the favourite in this one, but I can't pick against an Irishman, so I'm going to say James Duffy for the win. Yeah, Joey, or Joe Duffy. Joey Joe Duffy, Duffy sorry. Joey. James Vick, Joe Duffy for the win. Yeah, say yeah. both their names and say one of them's going to win. Yeah, I think both will win. Um, okay, and then we're going to move on to the main card now. In the middleweight division, Johnny Hendricks is fighting uh, Paolo Borichiena. Um, Johnny Hendricks is. Johnny Hendricks won his last fight, didn't he? Yeah, I actually think he did. Oh, he beat Hector Lombard, didn't he? That was it, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if that, that was last fight. Did he lose to Tim Boja after that? I actually think he did, didn't he? Boshi? Yeah. Yeah, he actually did lose to Tim Boja. But, uh, Paolo, uh, I'm not going to try to say his surname, is actually, I think he's undefeated, and he's a massive uh, striker. So I actually think he's going to be able to knock Johnny Hendricks out in this fight. I just think Johnny Hendricks, when he gets in his deep water now, gives in. That's he, my opinion on that's it. That's the thing. He, he does, like... Yeah, he's also moved camp. He's got to whack Jackson Winklejohn. But I think that's like almost a sign of his desperation that he's like, I'll move camp, that'll yeah. work. Sure, BJ Penn went there and didn't work for him. Like, he did, like, I don't know, he just doesn't seem like the same person who, like, lost split decision to GSP. Just doesn't, yeah. the same person hasn't come back. No, it's uh, not a good omen. And this is like what I would call the fight of the night up next. Yeah. In the welterweight division, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is taken on Jorge Masvidal. Um, this could be fireworks. I'm almost disappointed this isn't five rounds. Yeah. They, they, like, if you're ever going to create like a game of Tekken, like a Tekken fight, this would be it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Jorge Masvidal, he can sort of do it all. Great on the feet, good wrestling game, excellent jiu-jitsu. 
we saw when he fought Damian Maya, it was such a close fight. Yeah. It could have went either way. Could have went either way, yeah. And uh, then, like, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, his striking is so elite. And he's oh, so ridiculous. Just brilliant at everything yeah. when it comes to the stand up. And, like, Masvidal won't be afraid to stand with him. So, for me, this is going to be fight of the night. Who, who, who are you picking for? Oh. You see, I like the way, like, like Wonderboy is so, like, clean. And, like, the, like even his shots well, are so Power clean. Ranger. Yeah, whereas, like, Masvidal's more more like a, like the back streets fighting yeah, sort of yeah. thing. So it's sort of like the clean cut versus like the the sort of good guy versus bad guy in a way. You know I mean? How's your pick on Wonderboy? Well, yeah, he's yeah, a guy. He's a guy. This, Wonderboy is like, uh, uh, yeah, Wonderboy is just such I an think you've shown amazing loyalty to him. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But for me, it's got to be Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, because you just like love going against Wonderboy for some reason. I, I think he's too nice. Well, Wonderboy, like, Wonderboy should be the champ right now. Like, I'm gonna give over. <laughs> yeah. We're never we're never gonna agree on that, are we? No. Okay. Um, okay. Moving on to the Coco main event of the evening. Yeah. In the w- women's strawweight division, Joanna Jędrzejczyk is taking on Rose Namajunas. Um, th- funny enough, this is actually what the second time we're going to see Joanna uh, fight. Yeah, we saw her fight in Berlin against Jessica Penne, and she actually just got her up against the cage and assaulted her. Yeah. So, <laughs> what do you expect from Ioana versus Rose in this bout? I think this could actually be one of the best women fights of the year. Now, whether it's as good as uh, Andrade versus uh, Gedelia was uh, in Japan, I'm not too sure. But the way I look at it is, Ioana is probably the better fighter, probably better on the feet, probably a bit more technical. But Rose offers that sort of submission aspect yeah, to the yeah. fight. And her that she's not used, that Ioana's not used to. Yeah, and also, like even off her back, Rose is quite good with submissions. But do I honestly think Rose will be able to seal the belt off? Or probably not. Yeah. Uh, I think Ioana is just too good in the stand-up. And I think she's going to pick her part and probably break her will. I could see like a fourth-round stoppage by Ioana. Oh, can you? Yeah, I, I, can just see, I can see like Rose getting like taken apart so badly by the time it comes to the fourth round not that she gives up but she just sort of gets her up against the cage and the ref's like I heard up enough right. you know what I mean you see Rose is sort of, can sort of take damage yeah. and I think she's going to have to she obviously knows that like she's going to have to take damage to have any chance of winning yeah I think Rose is going to try and implement a more um, grapple heavy game yeah I, I can see this I can see this as, right it's either if it goes to hole 5 Ioana's going to win if it's stopped early I think it'll be Nami Yunus but uh, boy uh, submission yeah she should get a choke or something yeah I can picture sort of like uh, uh, Misha Tate Holly Holm sort of thing yeah well potentially so um, she's very good grappler and she's sort of quite like I don't actually think she's actually much taller but she seems to have very like long limbs when she grapples she's a bit like a, she's a bit like a monkey or something yeah. she's really like she'll climb all over you and, yeah I don't know yeah That'll be a really interesting fight. Also, though. she did a lot of training with Valentina Shevchenko uh, before, so like, very good person to train with for Joanna because they're both like unbelievable uh, Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. And then, so I'm gonna go Joanna. If you're just gonna play it safe, yeah, 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 yeah it's, it's it's like the easier one to pick, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's also, that Muay Thai stand up, I just love it. Uh, also, in the bantamweight division. The champ Cody Garbrandt is taking on TJ Dillashaw. Now, did I speak too soon on calling Masvidal Thompson the fight of the night? See, this is, this is the thing. I think people are really looking forward to seeing this fight more than the actual headliner. You know this, that? This, I think, for me, this is my main event. Yeah. Like, like this has this been think, bubbling for ages. I think, like, GSP Bisming is, like, sort of the... It's almost like a novelty fight. Yeah, this. yeah. Like, I think this is, like... This is the highest caliber of martial arts yeah, on the card. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah. 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 And like that's saying something, especially because Wonder Boy's taking on Masvidal. Yeah, and then Joanna's fighting as well. Yeah, and yeah, Jesus man, and Godbeer. 
the beer of God. Yeah, the the God of all beer. Um, but Look. yeah, man, here like the, even the the story of this fight, mm. uh, the two of them like being on the Ultimate Fighter as well, having been like, on the, the same team. The amount of like slander thrown against the two of them is absolutely frightening. Yeah. Like even just this week alone, Chris Holdsworth came out who won the Ultimate Fighter and said that like. Uh, TJ Dillashaw was taking like special supplements and he was also saying that like your eye favor said that it was TJ Dillashaw who like ended Chris Holdsworth's career like yeah. you need him on the ground in the head well he was like in the middle of a sparring session so like TJ Dillashaw has really been made out to be looked the bad guy whether he is yeah. or not it's like very hard to tell because when they actually did the ultimate fire I actually thought TJ Dillashaw came off as the better better person so do I yeah um, I'm, I was sort of going into it thinking he was the worst person as well so do so, I yeah. Um, it is very very interesting to see but in my, uh, my uh, before you sort of go on there was nothing really said by um, uh, Dwayne Ludwig he never really like gave his two cents really about it as well didn't he not, not so far anyway yeah see he which is a bit strange if you think about it because like TJ was getting like a barrage with abuse and there was yeah. no like some backing TJ up at all you know, if you think about it, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a bit strange. Well, in fairness, he was sort of like in his corner from a physical standpoint, but not from a, a verbal standpoint. Yeah, it, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know. Like maybe he doesn't really have time for the drama. Who knows? I don't know. But in terms of in terms of fighting sense for this fight, I couldn't believe what Cody Garbrandt was able to do. Dominic Cruz yeah. and when I go back and watch the Cruz versus Dillashaw fight that was actually quite a close fight and some people even say Dillashaw won but for me Cody Garbrandt won with such a landslide yeah. against Cruz that I can't actually see Dillashaw being able to beat Garbrandt yeah. but the only thing is that the like sort of unknown factor that comes in is that if Dillashaw and Garbrandt were sparring partners in the gym and Dillashaw constantly got the better at Garbrandt that could actually be a factor going into the fight now yeah. They they're both basically saying that they got the better of each other. Well, that's why this fight is so good. Like that's that's why like I need so to good. see it. I need yeah. to see it. And it's gonna be very strange for TJ Dillashaw because if you actually think about it, like Chad Mendes and Joseph Benavidez were at like TJ Dillashaw's uh, wedding. Like, I think one of them was even like a groomsman, and then like they're gonna be basically on the team alpha male side. And like yeah. TJ Dillashaw is gonna stare across the cage and he's gonna see. Justin Buckles, Uriah Faber, all his Chris Holbert, and they're all his old friends, and they're gonna be staring across the cage and. It's gonna be a very unique, yeah, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you say it like that, it, that could be like that should be that's very a, that, like that would be back. Yeah, that would be yeah. back in back and in like, head. It, who knows whether before like Faber might be able to say something to Garbrandt, like but not even, not actually be saying it to Garbrandt, but like actually saying it to Dillashaw by saying it to Garbrandt, like at the end of a round. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they must know the trigger words to get Dillashaw going. Yeah, you know what I mean? 100 percent Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm just so intrigued by the build-up, and I actually think UFC's done a bad job of not actually hyping this fight more as well. True. Yeah. Like it's all been about the return of GSP, as opposed to I think like yeah, this yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This fight needs its own like show as well. Yeah. So, we, what's your prediction then? Like after all that, like I feel like Garbrandt is going to get the win. I think he's going to knock him out. I'm thinking. I'm thinking the exact same. Fourth round, I'm going for. I think they're going to go through. Blah 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 blah. Then, then like stone dead. I actually, round. I actually think if it almost goes to the decision, I actually think that Dillashaw actually has a better chance of winning the decision. I just think Dillashaw is probably actually almost technically better a fighter. But I feel like Garbrandt's got so much power, and he's actually so proficient at boxing that he has a better chance of winning. I think the thing with Dillashaw is he actually throws a lot more kicks than uh, Cruz will throw, so it actually might mix it up a bit more that. 
Garbrandt might have a better chance, or Gar Garbrandt might have less of a chance to win the decision. But in terms of someone's going to knock someone out, I'm going to pick Garbrandt. Oh, and, and you expecting a few, a bit of brank? Sorry, are you expecting a bit of break dancing as well from Garbrandt in this fight as well? I think it'll be less because I think he'll have a lot more respect for Dillashaw's power as less. I don't think he had much respect for Cruz's power. I get you, yeah. Because I think Dillashaw has a better chance of knocking Garbrandt down than Cruz did. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, this... Oh, Jesus, yeah. Uh, but, uh, really, see, this is one of those fights that it's like, whoever I say is going to win, like, I'm not extraordinarily confident on. Yeah. I'm just like, can't wait to actually see the fight. Put it this way, if I'm going to bet in the fight, I'm not going to bet on this fight. Yeah, we won't be going to the bathroom for this yeah. fight. Uh, but I think we're both going to go with Brock Garbrandt, even though, like, I'm actually a fan of Dillashaw as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's had a, a great career coming off the Ultimate Fighter and everything, and then, like... Yeah, he's had some impressive wins. Like, you read demolished John Lineker and... He's just a top-notch fighter, and he, he beat his sense out very well, like, considering he already lost to him previously. And what do you expect the winner to do from this? Do you expect him to take on... The uh, winner of fight the winner of Dominic Cruz versus Jimmy Rivera at UFC 219. And unless, unless Demetrius Johnson yeah, wants, yeah. To, wants to come up. Okay. Well, that's more for, more Demetrius Johnson's call, I think, then. And then moving on to... The, the main event, event of the evening. evening. Okay. Uh, in the middleweight division... Michael Bisping is taking on George St. Pierre for the middleweight title. George St. Pierre is back after four years. And Bisping is trying to create his own legacy, really. So, yeah. Ross, what are we expecting? What will we be doing in the arena watching this? Like, this is like this is where it's going to be your round. Don't worry, I'll wake you up for this one. Yeah, wake you up for this one. <laughs> <laughs> wake so, me up for this one, yeah. You have Michael the Count Bisping, who will have the most UFC wins in UFC history. You will have UFC George St Pierre, who has the third most wins in UFC history. I think. I think it's only Cerrone and Bisping have more, and Michael Bisping have the most fights in UFC history. Michael Bisping is going to try and be the first person to ever beat George St Pierre and Anderson Silva. It's a massive fight altogether. Uh, George St Pierre is going to come back and try and become one of the very few people in the in the UFC to become uh, champion in two different weight classes. Yeah. I'm really excited for the fight. Um, it's such an interesting style matchup. The further away he was from the fight, I was more thinking George St. Pierre was yeah, going to win. Yeah. Uh, I was like, he's been so good at implementing his game plan, and he's just. I thought no was, one really yeah, had the answer for him. Yeah, I thought he was guaranteed. Like when this fight match was when sorry when this fight was made, I was like George St. Pierre will definitely win. And the closer it gets to the fight, I'm yeah. more so just thinking, Bisping's been active. He's been fighting. Yeah. And I just think it's one of those things, the person who's the more active, I think, always yeah. is the better fighter. Yeah. And for me personally, the closer it gets to the fight, Bisping's going to be bigger. He's got excellent stand-up, excellent takedown defence. I don't know whether it's... I feel like St. Pierre is going to put on a lot more size and he's going to be that bit slower. And like he actually needs that explosive power to get those takedowns. Yeah, but he in. will be stronger. I know he's stronger. But I don't know, it's weird because I was listening to Chelsea on... And Chelsea has a very interesting insight. I think I listened to this as well. Because he's actually trained with George St. Pierre a few times. Yeah. And he's actually fought Bisping. Yeah. So it's actually quite interesting because he actually said George St. Pierre is far stronger than the two. Yeah. And yeah, well, like, Chelsea Bisping, Bisping has to give up strength mm. to make that weight as well, you know? I know, yeah. It is actually quite interesting when you put it that way. Mm. But like Chelsea was like, he wrestled with George St. Pierre and George St. Pierre got the better of him. Which yeah. is like quite a big thing for... Son to admit considering Son's like his base is wrestling and like he's not really going to admit that and also like he has like 
a pedigree in wrestling. He has a collegiate background, yeah, yeah, like yeah, Olympic yeah, level yeah, yeah, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know George Pierre, yeah, but George St. Pierre has known that. And he was like, he outgrabbed him. Yeah. And then he outgrabbed Michael Bisping. So in like MMA math, which doesn't always work, you're sort of like, George St. Pierre is probably the better grappler of the two. But there's just something about him taking four years off. We don't really know what he's done now. He said he's been training the whole time, but like, of course he's going to say that. Yeah. So the closer it gets to the fight, the more I'm starting to lean towards Bisming. Yeah. But we, remember we did the poll? Yeah. We did the poll, who do you think are going to win? And it was actually so close. It was like yeah. 52% Bisming, 48% yeah. George St. Pierre. Yeah. I couldn't there, believe it. Was almost, the yeah, was. There was almost like 100 votes and it was sort of, it was neck neck. Yeah. Literally oh, neck I think neck. it was more than 100 votes. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was so close. Yeah, yeah, but like when the match was made, I was like, right, GSP is definitely going to win. Then as time has gone on, I was like, Bisping's actually going to win. And then just watch, from watching Embedded, I think GSP is going to win now. So I'm sort of like, what? Okay, first of all, who? Okay, we've talked about it long enough. Who do you expect to win, and who do you actually want to win? You know what I was actually thinking. Who does the UFC want to win as well? For me, for you, it doesn't actually matter who's going to win okay. because. Whoever fights Robert Whitaker next, I think is going to lose to him. Okay. Judging from what's happened in recent times, the young line is going to beat the old line. And I think that's the, the past of the guard is happening all over the UFC divisions. Over and Robert over. Robert Whitaker is, what, 25, 26? Yeah. And he's only going to get better. Like, Michael Bisping and George St. Pierre aren't going to get better. They no. can maintain no. No. how good they are. That's about it. Yeah. Like, they're not going to learn a fantastic new skill that they didn't have before. Yeah. So, in my opinion... The winner of this fight, they should almost retire, basically. Both of them? Well, like, alright, maybe if Bisping wins, he can do one more payday, lose, regardless, doesn't matter. But I can actually see him retiring there, you know, yeah. like, if he loses. Yeah, I don't know if he wins. See you see, this is going to be like, this is going to be like the highlight of his career, whether he wins or loses, because mm. like his next fight won't be against the legend. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just you know I'm just looking at George St. Pierre, and I don't see him defend that middleweight belt. I know he says contractually he does, but I just don't see him doing it. No, he's. He, <coughs> I think I think he'll 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 realize how like undersized he is in that yeah. division. That like he'll be like here. I can't go against a like Jack Ray or a Romero yeah. or a Whitaker, especially a Romero. Yeah, yeah, or even a Rocco. Rocco will be or so a Rocco long against him. Oh, Rocco will pick him apart. Really, it'd be like Hendricks versus uh, Wonderboy. I'm actually looking at it. I'm, I almost think George Saint is like if I win, I'll wait to see who Woodley fights next, and then if Woodley wins, I won't fight Woodley. But if Woodley loses. I think George Saint Pierre fancy himself against Robbie Lawler or or the A. Okay, so you yeah. expect GSP to sort of like pick and choose what he wants. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Because I don't like if I was George Saint Pierre, well, my goal would be win the middleweight title, go back down and win the welterweight title, and then see if Conor McGregor is available at lightweight and try mm. and win the lightweight title against Conor McGregor. Because yeah. he said when George Saint Pierre was coming back, he was actually more looking at lightweight than he was looking at middleweight. Yeah. You see, he has a lot of weight in him now fighting in this division. The thing yeah. is, the thing is right. I've grown now to love Bisping because he's such a mouth, right? Yeah. Whereas, like originally, I didn't like him because he's mouth. But the thing is, he's been if, so true to himself. Yeah, but if he, if he, if he, like, if he, if he loses, I don't see him retiring because he's like right here. Look, this is I'm making the big bucks now, and especially like his name would be so much bigger now if he. Yeah, beats he's also it. getting in the films now. Yeah, exactly. Like so like, I actually hope I I rather he didn't lose because he will then fight again. Yeah. Whereas if he lost, you can see him retire gracefully. My only thing is. The weird thing is, like, Whitaker is the middleweight, interim middleweight champion. But, like, the people I want to see Bisping fight, I want to see him fight Romero, or I want to see him fight Rockhold again. 
I'm actually not overly interested in Bisping versus no. Whitaker. No, because Whitaker's too like he's too like he's too nice or whatever. Play, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I almost feel like you want bad you, blood. Yeah, but you won the. You, inter- you probably want Whitaker. Uh, sorry, uh, Rockhold three. Yeah, that's the thing. Whitaker won the interim title and then got injured and then it was disappeared. So therefore, I'm just like, no one knows who Robert, Robert Whitaker yeah, is. Exactly, like, yeah. like I feel like he almost has like the fakest interim belt, belt of all time. And like that wasn't a belt brought in to save that event. Like that wasn't originally going to be yeah, the interim right. belt. It was like we need a title fight. It's like right quick, make one there. Fight. Make one there. Yeah. 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 So yeah. And also, if GSP loses the fight, I I don't see him not fighting again. He'll definitely like he won't he won't come back after four years lose and then never come again. You know what I mean? Yeah, he'll do a fight in Canada. I think. Yeah. Ex- yeah, yeah. There you go. So like, best case scenario is that Bisping wins because we'll get him longer. And yeah. like the the UC needs these characters as well. Like, yeah, and I'm sort of, but I, I sort of look at George Saint Bernard. I have no idea who he's gonna fight next. Absolutely no idea. Um, like if he loses, who's he fight? Exactly. Yeah, but like that's not really our problem, is it? No. Maybe he fights Johnny Hendricks. Yeah. Who I knows? But um, yeah, I, I think in terms of that, if I have to make a prediction tomorrow, it'll be Michael Bisming. But that could change with the time. I watched the next couple of embeds. When I watched embedded though, George St. Pierre actually did look in shape again. And I was like, I, 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 I don't know what to think, really, but I look at him and go, he looks a bit soft, then I see him embedded, and he looks great. So I never know what to think. Yeah. Well, at the moment, I, I, like, I know I said that I originally thought GSP, then I thought Bisping, and now I'm thinking GSP. So I think I'm just going to stick at that. And then after we go to the weigh-ins on Friday, we could do a, a video. Yeah, we'll do, we'll, we'll do our yeah. live predictions then. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Also, because I, I know we embarrassed you the predictions on the weekend, but like when I'm like, if I was going to like bet in the fights, I like look the way and see who may wait, and then I'd be like, right, that's who I think's going to win. Yeah. Uh, also on the Friday night, uh, Bellator is actually on, and um, Ross, just tell us what fights to make sure to watch out for. Right. Well, it's going to be on in Penn State College, their ground, and which is a massive wrestling school. Um, Phil Davis is fighting. I find Leo Lette, I've not heard much about him. I think he's actually a British fighter. He was undefeated. But I think Phil Davis is set up for the win here. Uh, Lima McFarlane is fighting Emily Ducate for the flyweight Bellator fighter. I'm going to be honest, I don't really know much about either of them. And that's the first time they've ever had a women's flyweight title. Ed Root is an Olympic wrestler. He's fighting Chris Dempsey in middleweight as well. So I expect Ed Root to win. He's also from Penn State. Zach Freeman is fighting Sad Awad. Uh, Zach Freeman is the fellow who's actually beat Aaron Pico. So I'm sort of just up for Zach Freeman just on the base of that. Yeah. And then Ryan Bader is defending his light heavyweight title against Linton Vassell, who's a British fighter. And I expect Ryan Bader to be able to wrestle him and take home the Bellator gold yet again. I think that's a fairly quick rough shot on Bellator 186, I think. Yeah. No, or is it 187? 187, I'm going to call it because I think it was 186 for Musashi. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then as we said, also on Saturday night, Wilder's taking on uh, what's his name, Stravine number yeah. two. Yeah, he was Canadian, big Canadian fella. He's actually been built like your man, uh, Tackham. Yeah. Except he's got dreadlocks. So overall, UC two seventeen, it's going to be absolutely wild. Yeah. Um, is there any more fight news you want to add in there before we move on to the football? No, I think that's sort of basically it. Okay. Um, okay, we're an hour ten minutes in, Ross. We're going to talk about football for about twenty minutes. So if you want to stay tuned, stay tuned, man. Don't go. Yeah, and also thanks for tuning in so much so far. Um, we literally cannot wait to go over and then like give you the content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna move so, on. In what you make of the show so far, Ross Caldwell? 
Yeah, I can't wait to go to New York. I'm actually really excited. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was actually, yeah. actually buzzing for it. Yeah, man, Jesus, you were, you were loving that. You were. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're just going to move into the world of football. Uh, over the weekend, the Premier League kicked off with Manchester United taking on Spurs and beating Spurs 1-0 with an Anthony Martial goal that was... Um, I don't know, sometimes when he gets the ball put through one-on-one, he's just devastating. and yeah, not, He's definitely up in the top 10 best finishers in the world going through with that speed. Yeah, he... He actually hit what Mourinho called a bad shot. And it was actually a better shot than when I first saw it. When I first saw it, I actually thought it hit off the tender and went in. Yeah. But, um, look, he scored on his bad foot, left foot, in the bottom right-hand corner of the goal. Uh, very well-taken finish when you actually watch it in slower motion. Yeah. And a much-needed win for Manchester United against a top-six team. Uh, still haven't conceded a goal at Old Trafford. I know Spurs were, about, were against Harry Kane. Yeah. And we get into that. We get Mourinho shushed the critics. Literally. The two things I was going to bring up. Um, okay, well, before we get into that, Manchester United are the only team in the top five leagues in the world that haven't conceded at home this season in the in their in, in the league. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, Harry Kane was not there for that match. Like, how much of a difference do you think that was for Spurs? Well, it's definitely a massive difference when they put Son up front. I'm surprised that Lorente didn't start. To be honest. Um, Look, let, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Harry Kane's probably the best striker in the league. Yeah. Or, well, at least on form. Right, yeah, yeah. And Spurs are definitely a far superior team with them than they are without them. But United set up actually quite defensively. They had three centre-halves on. Yeah. They had Bay, Smalling and Jones yeah, all starting. Yeah, but the thing is, you could say that, right? And then that, that was the first thing I saw. But Lukaku was actually... We were playing two up front. Lukaku was playing up front with Rashford. Yeah. Which I thought didn't really work at all. Right? No. And then when they made the sub to take Rashford off, like Lukaku was playing worse. But the thing is, De Gea pumped the ball along, which didn't work the whole game. And then Lukaku actually headed the ball onto Martial, and Dyer was asleep, and then the, like Martial is just, he's as cold as ice. Yeah, but as soon as he's gone by, you're never going to oh, really catch him. He didn't even see him. He didn't see him. By the time he saw him, it was just like, game set and match. Yeah, um, and another goal scored in the last 10 minutes for Man United as well, yeah. which they're actually becoming very fond of again, which yeah. I'm delighted with. And they, look, won, they won against Noy 2 0. Look, I was actually listening on BT Sports and Steve McMahon was sort of saying, oh, if I was a United fan, I don't think I'd be happy because, you know, you know, they aren't playing the best football, and like I don't know if I'd be happy if I was winning 1 0 and, you know, the team weren't playing great. And then I can't remember who the other opponent was, he just turned because, yeah, but would you rather win something? Yeah. And. Maybe not the best football in the world, or would rather play glorious football and then come fourth each year. And really, see at the end of the day, all you want to see is your team lift trophies. One hundred percent. Like and we're actually missing our best midfielder as well. Yeah, yeah, we're actually seriously missing Pogba, and it's yeah. It, we it's haven't played shows. the same. Yeah, yeah, we haven't played the same football since Pogba left. Also, well, got injured, and also like I don't think Mkhitaryan has been doing well the last no. while as well. Yeah, I feel like he was so hot at the start of the season, yeah. like six assists in yeah, like that's four, the five games, yeah. and I feel like he's just got a bit cold. Uh, since then and also I think Manich and Pogba were actually formed like a very good partnership yeah, yeah. and then like once we lost one that was yeah. the first time we had and, a partnership and, as good and, as, like that could obviously not as good as Keno and Scaldi but like it was yeah, the next uh, partnership as good like yeah know? yeah it's the next best one yeah, since then the next best and it's, it's, it's so weird to see because um, I just keep on seeing Pogba on social media like dancing was like when are you back yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like when are you back <laughs> I was like, when are you come back, man? Yeah, when are you going to go score a goal and do yeah. a dab? Like, yeah, yeah, just come back for the lads, will it? But uh, solid performance. Spurs will be very dis- disappointed with the loss because they're now three points upon Man United. And, and they were coming off a draw with uh, Real Madrid. Like, Yeah, I, I think they're eight points off Man City now, which is uh, like an awful lot. Yeah. Um, also, what did you make at the end, Marino? Just like... The shush. 
the shorts to the camera. I mean, this this is like reminiscent of like Gerard going up to the camera and kissing him, mm. like when after scoring against United. Just like he just knows what moment, to do, doesn't he? It's just like it's. Like he's in his own movie. Yeah, but he's he's so golden for the press over in England, isn't he? God. Like he, he, like, they, he what else always they give a headline. He'll yeah, always, always give you a headline. Yeah. Uh, look, I think he was just basically saying that he's going to play football his way. Yeah. He's not listening to anyone else, and he got the result that he was looking for. Yeah, like okay, as a United fan, right? Do you, like you have like not every week you're going to be like unbelievable. Wowed. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to be wowed every right? week, and especially when you're missing some of your, some of your top top players. And for me personally, I think. If we have Pogba, we actually play better football. Yeah. Especially this yeah. season. Yeah. Like last I, season, you're talking about something totally different. But Pogba was was brilliant this year. Yeah, and then I, I, think, I think without Pogba, you're asking less creative players to be more creative. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, Manage's forward balls are a lot more important. And you're also missing someone. See, Pogba's actually someone who what I would call as a carrier. He can actually take the ball and carry it. Yeah. And when he's not there, like Herrera and Manage, they're not really carriers. They don't yeah. carry the ball. So therefore... You're missing like a driving force in the midfield, yeah, yeah. and I think Herrera hasn't got enough game time. He hasn't actually got game time alongside Matic, yeah. and it's it's just like it's, they don't gel well together. No, in whatever way no. it works out. I don't know how that. I thought that would be a decent partnership, yeah. but like because they're both brilliant centre midfield yeah. separately, but yeah. it doesn't doesn't seem to work out as well. Yeah, they don't gel as much. Mm. But um, I think Pog was that like link between the attack and play. Manage, yeah, and even Lukaku. I don't think Luke, as Lukaku scored since he's been out. The Pog was in out maybe team. once, like you know, maybe who once, knows? Yeah. And yeah, like their best mates as well. And like when you see like them jumping on each other's back when they score, like that's sort of what we're missing, yeah. But the thing is, we're still unbelievable at the back, yeah. No, uh, Eric Bailey, absolutely fantastic player. Uh, it's just one of those things where if he's running alongside someone and it's like last man tackle, you just know he's gonna make it. I know, yeah. There's something about him. He has such confidence in him, and like the Gea is making wonder saves all over the place as well. The Gea just saves things like in his sleep. Yeah, so See, I actually think he's he, he could be better than Peter Schmeichel now. You know, yeah, what? I actually I actually think I agree with you. Yeah, but like I, I mean I, that's I, such I, a big thing to say. Yeah. But like think about all the, all the stuff he's done. Yeah, obviously he hasn't won as many leagues now. But I mean like like obviously terms, obviously as like, instrumental. Yeah, but in like, terms of highlight real saves, he's oh like in, yeah, oh, if well, not he's the yeah. best ever. Like yeah, yeah, he's actually that good. But um, yeah, great result for United, poor result for Spurs, really, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, I think we should move on to the Manchester City game. The Manchester City won away 3-2 to West Brom. Um, first of all, this wasn't actually City's greatest performance, well, and Aguero didn't even play. But City are now being touted as probably one of the best, this team is probably one of the best teams to play football in the Premier League. Ever. Yeah. Ever, yes. Uh, I just look at the team, and they're so like electric. Yeah. Like Leroy Sané is just like absolutely frightening. You love it. You so, love yeah, it. yeah, I think he's absolutely yeah. class. Kevin De Bruyne is probably the best player in the Premier League. You you've said you've said that for the last two years. Uh, obviously Aguero's there. Yeah. Jesus is there. Uh, Raheem Sterling's playing out of the skin yeah. this season. He's nearly on ten like, goals already. Yeah, and like no one will give Raheem Sterling credit. No. Uh, John Stones is really found his feet. Do you know pretty, he? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Do you know, do you know he has like one of the I think the best passing accuracy in Europe. Over nine, it's totally like over ninety six percent. So I bet you every time he plays, he's like, "Oh, here, pass it left and right to keep like become the best passer in so Europe." Get the ball to automatically quick. Yeah, him make the pass. Just pass forward. back to the keeper every match. Yeah. Ten um, of them. Yeah. So look, John Stones actually played brilliant as of late. Yeah. Although conceding two goals to West Brom isn't great, but like that That's game was sort of killed off. They went three one yeah, up, yeah, and yeah. it was it was sort of game over. Yeah. Um, but uh, what you make is, do you think City, like it's a very good shout now that City could be like this could be the best starting like the best team. Mm. The way they play football, 
over the Premier League generations. Like uh, obviously, you have to look at United when they won the treble. Um, the Arsenal's Invincibles. I think I think there could be a very good shout to score the most ever goals in the season this year in the Premier League. I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with that. But the thing is, like when you compare, they also share the goals around as well. Yeah, but when you compare these to like the Arsenal's invincibles or like the United, United's treble winning side, like it's all it's different formations and different players. Mm. Like I mean, like, this is it, probably the most exciting football. Oh yeah, that's it. Like like Ferguson always had when it came to the invincibles, like they drew too many games. Yeah, like, like as in like I think they drew twelve. Yeah, which is in fairness, right? They won the league. They went undefeated. Like absolutely yeah. incredible feat. But yeah. it's not like. It's they different styles. They, didn't win, they, win, that, they didn't win the league by thirty points. You know what no, I mean? No, they, they just drew an awful yeah, lot. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, but like even United, United was like a four four two, and like there was no such thing as an attacking winger. Like you, you went up and down that line. Yeah. Like your heart depended on it. Yeah, Whereas, yeah it was, it's a different breed of football. Yeah. Where now, like, like Manchester City's right back Kyle Walker is basically like always in the box, yeah. and then like the left back is actually a midfielder. Yeah, like, yeah, Delph yeah. is playing there now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and like all their attacking players are like all out attacking, and even David Silva's up there as well. It's just like so much firepower. Yeah, and and like even Fernandinho is getting in on the act. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I think he scored and got an assist the other day, yeah. and like he's like their defensive midfielder. Yeah, but like. They're running the muck scoring yeah. these goals, man. Uh, yeah, but they also scoring these goals that look like teams can't defend against. Some big games yeah. coming up for them. Uh, Liverpool actually won over the weekend as well against Huddersfield. Um, Jurgen Klopp, Klopp wasn't it? Yeah, Jurgen Klopp with a clean sheet. Um, That's just really neat, yeah, Daniel Sturridge back amongst the goals. I think Liverpool is really unfortunate that they can't actually get Daniel Sturridge to play 90 minutes constantly. Yeah. Uh, it's really unfortunate for him because he's like actually so talented. But like you sort of forget how talented he is. Yeah, the the thing is, it, like it's not worth their while to sell him because they're gonna get nothing for him really. Because like how much like how much is he even worth really like maximum ten. But like he probably play a few games, get injured. You can see him go to like West Ham, play a few games, be out for months. Watford. I feel like Watford could be where he end up. But like, aren't Liverpool best off keeping him? Probably so. It depends on how much they get from him. In this current comment, they could get 25 million from him. No, they couldn't. No way. They could. They could. He's not fit enough. Like, they're actually yeah. just pissing money away. Then. Yeah, but like, drink water away for like 35 million. Yeah, but he can play. Yeah, but like, if Sturge does play, he's going to score 15 goals. You sort of take the gamble, but like, 25 million isn't a lot in the current market. I, I just don't 10 million is too little. Yeah, but yeah, my, yeah, but my, yeah, but my point I, is, I know your point is that he, just, he doesn't, he can't play a full season. Yeah, so like the Liverpool are almost better off not selling him because like he can push. Like I don't think Liverpool is a great idea for them to have their full out yeah. striker as Firmino. Well, like I feel and, like, like Danny really, Ings is on yeah, the bench. I feel like that. I feel like they're never gonna get past where they are with Firmino's. Yeah. Like, Firmino does a very good job. And he's actually a very good footballer, but that's not his natural position. Yeah, and, that's like, the thing. I, I think. Like Sturridge would be worth they're, perfectly they're, there. They're actually they're actually just lucky that the other players like Salah, Mane, and Coutinho chip in the goals as much as they do. So therefore, it, it like sort of it almost like shields the problem. It does. Yeah. So look, good win for them at home in Anfield, where they're very good. Fair play to them. Yeah, they're they're so good at home. It's so bad away. Yeah. Also, can't believe Huddersfield won two 0 against United at home and then lost three 0 to Liverpool. Very Huddersfield. Um, Bournemouth lost one 0 to Chelsea Eden Hazard scored again Hazard looks looks to be back and back yeah did you hear about Murata during the week actually he said that he's not really fitting into the lifestyle of London oh yeah yeah that's not good news no well you there's always controversy well, there seems to be doing alright on the pitch but uh, look um, three points badly needed and gone yeah and then uh, 
the Arsenal fan TV was obviously it was obviously a good day for them winning two one against Swansea. And your man did that left back that he got Kassel, yeah, 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 yeah. Golden assist, like very good signing for Arsenal. Yeah, for free. Yeah, free. Yeah, straight from Schalke. Um, look, I actually did they go one 0 down. I just think they did. Yeah, so very, very dodgy. Did they go one 0 down? Yeah, right? very dodgy by them. Um, but I then they three points. So Wenger in. To Wenger in. Do you not think there's just like so much controversy going on in Arsenal as well? Yeah. Like as in like the fans like are like they're not they're not happy. And until well, like until like like I don't I can't see Wenger turning it around because like realistically they're not going to win the league. Yeah. And like the fans are I, never going to be happy. Yeah. The ones that are back in Wenger like they're almost like delusional that they're like they're like oh yeah but look what he's done in the past and then the ones who are against him like if you won the FA Cup. And the League Cup, yeah. it wouldn't be enough. Like, you uh, yeah, I mean? if you got them into the Champions League, won the FA Cup and the League Cup, they still wouldn't be yeah. happy. Yeah, if they won the FA Cup, the League Cup, and the Europa League, they'd all be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they'd be like, yeah, but now we should retire because it's time yeah. to move on. Yeah, but it's the same. It's the same way any club. Like, look yeah. at Leicester. Cause they won the league, they're now like they want to be competing for the league. Yeah, now they're like sacking managers yeah. left, right, and centre yeah. because they're like, why aren't we winning? Yeah, again? But, yeah. But if they had got promoted, right, and then for the next ten years came tenth, that would have been sufficient. Yeah. So it's sort of like. You can't Sometimes be your your success is your own yeah. after your own demise. What's the, only one team can win the league, and now like Arsenal fans, especially ones our age, went through had the Invincibles. Yeah, had like the Vieiras, the, like the leaders, yeah, the like, Thierry Henry, did Thierry Henry time. You know what I mean? And then like even Van Persie, but like yeah, but like, I actually like when you have someone like Thierry Henry or your team, like you're gonna wait two generations before you have a player that good again. I know. Yeah. It's, it's he was he's one of those like once in a lifetime players to come to your club. Yeah. And so good though like. yeah and I just look at it and I think there was potential there about three years ago to make this team brilliant when they had Ozil when they got Sanchez and like they just never really like built on that they seem to have like let two or three or four transfer windows go by yeah. without being like here's the next player and I know they got Lacazette in but like they probably should have got him in last year yeah. and there should have been like a new signing and they need to be spending like a hundred million a season it just yeah but it seems, it seems like their owners are happy just to be getting top four top five you know what I mean picking up a cup every once every two years <clears throat> you know what I mean whereas like like the Arsenal fans like the, the special ones our age are, yeah. like demand more like I mean if the shoe was on the other foot and like we were looking at Man U still with David Moyes like I mean you can understand their their like yeah, their frustration yeah. yeah but um I don't know. Look, things aren't going to really change. Yeah, and and yeah, Arsenal, so. yeah, exactly. And it's not even guaranteed that there, it, something good's going to happen if um, Wenger leaves. Yeah. Although, like Ancelotti's available, which is not like like imagine they're like right here we go. But know? if Wenger could, do Wenger sign a two-year or one-year deal? I think, well, I think it's a, actually could be two-year deal. Could be there for another year after. Yeah, but like n- not everyone's going to be happy until he goes though. No. I mean, you'll probably, you'll, you should probably get a, like a statue out there or. Mm. So well, probably, like he might not in the waistcoat or sorry in the in the trench coat in the jacket trench coat yeah remember against Man U he got sent to the stands and like, yeah. everyone was oh jeez poor chap and I think that should I think that's like games of note sort of yeah. t- t- checked off like, yeah. like do we don't well, need to talk about like, yeah. like Watford lost 1-0 to Stoke City yeah. uh, Chris Palace drew to all West Ham like they're, they're all just really the main stories but um, Leicester actually won 2-0 against everything we were saying we were saying like this could be like a potential new manager. Yeah. Claude Puel is after taking over Leicester, isn't he? Which is like a sort of uninspirational signing, but yeah. Um and then 
there's t oh we put up a poll on our page to see should uh, Sean Dyche leave Burnley and go to Everton what's your take Barry should he stay or should he go I was thinking that like he should he should stay just because like well first of all he's doing a really good job with the Irish lads mm. and and obviously with the club itself even Jeff Hendrick scored there yesterday scored the winner like absolute gentleman fair play to him but like I think realistically no matter what you do in life you should always try and strive to become better and better and better and I think this could be a club that is too big for him to turn down. Especially knowing that like a player like I know Wayne Rooney's sort of over the hill now, but knowing that you could manage Wayne Rooney. Um you could manage all, all these other players, all these bigger international players, more paid professionals. Like uh why not test it out? You know what I mean? Because you don't get these many chances in life really every week. And as much as he create basically created that Burnley team, why not see how far you can take it, you know? For me, there's only one man for that Everton job, and I think they should just give a contract at the end of the season to Big Sam. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad shout either. I, I think Big Sam, to the end of the season, and then if they want, they can re-sign him. If they don't want, they can uh, a new manager in. I almost think Everton are unfortunate that someone like Rafa Benitez managed Liverpool, because I think they could actually get Rafa Benitez That's in if, they, if like he hadn't managed Liverpool before. But, I don't know, they're, they're in a rough competition, and then... Koeman's going to be in a weird spot as well because like as much as he like mess up towards the end of his Everton career when like a good big job comes available he's going to be up high on the list because like really good manager far and few between these days yeah um, also like people were saying that Pochettino is potentially like one of the best managers in the world what do you think of that? well like I, I sort of agree like he did a very good job at Southampton and then he's gone to Spurs and he's done a very good job there but in terms of actually like winning credentials, he's obviously not as high up on the list. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he looks like he does have the credentials to eventually get one of those big jobs. He's still quite young in yeah. terms of like, what is he, 40, is he? He's not 50 anyway, no, he's not 50 yet. So yeah, like, but it's also hard, you can't really compare one manager to another if they mm -hmm. haven't won. Like, yeah, you can't compare Pochettino to Mourinho. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, like, Mourinho's won like 20, you know, major competitions and Pochettino's won none. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, I think we should look forward to the weekend's fixtures as well because we have to make sure we know exactly yeah, what's so going big, on. The big game is... No, Manchester. no, well, yeah, 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 but uh, we're going to do this, the, the quick fire games, right? Oh, okay. Okay, kicking off the weekend on Saturday, we are looking at Stoke versus Leicester. I'm going to pick Leicester because I feel like they beat Everton, they're on high. I know Stoke just beat Watford, but I think Leicester are actually a better team. Okay, uh, I'll go for Leicester as well. Huddersfield at home to West Brom. I think West Brom are going to win. Same here. Uh, Newcastle, Bournemouth. Newcastle New home, Newcastle. Newcastle, yeah. Uh, Southampton, Burnley. Well, I actually sort of like Burnley. So do I, but like, if Sean Dyche is still there, then definitely yes. Yeah. Uh, Swansea versus Brighton. Well, actually, draw. Oh, no, I'll I'll draw. Draw, yeah. I think yeah. Tammy Abrams good for them. Yeah. And then West Ham are taking on Liverpool at half five. Oh, Liverpool away. Oh, I actually think two all draw. Tough game. That's two all draw. That'll be a tough game for Liverpool. Uh, moving on to Super Sunday. Tottenham versus Crystal Palace. Oh, oh. actually, sorry, by the way, I think Liverpool will actually win that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, okay, Super Sunday, Tottenham versus Crystal Palace. Gonna have to go with Tottenham. I actually think it's a draw, and then you said they will win them, but like, yeah, they will. Oh, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think Spurs will win that, yeah. handy enough. Uh, Manchester City are taking on Arsenal. Now, there's a big game. Oh, I actually think City are gonna annihilate them. Do you? Yeah, I think they're gonna beat them about 3 or 4 now. We have to get up like extra early to watch that as well. Yeah. They'll be at like 9 a.m. Man, this, this is a real Super Sunday. Yeah. And then the game after that, Chelsea versus Manchester United. I also think City will win that last game. Uh, Chelsea versus Manchester United, half four. Conte versus Mourinho. Mourinho. 
We lost badly to Chelsea last year, didn't we? Four 0 was it? Uh, yeah. Remember they they scored like straight away. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it in Stamford Bridge? Yeah, yeah. You know, I just don't see. You know, you conceding too many goals in this game. Um, ooh, I can never really say Man United are gonna lose. Well, I really think Chelsea I, are after going away tonight in the Champions League and losing three 0 as well. So. Yeah. True. Yeah, but they're like facing li- a backlash, aren't you, as well? Yeah, but like I would have liked the way if Lukaku had taken one of them penalties, then he would have had more confidence going up against these. Um, I'm gonna say United one nil. If you see the thing is, if Man City win earlier on, like United, like on you know, back against to, the wall. Yeah, and then everything taken on Watford. I think Watford win. Watford are doing better anyway. Same here. Um, is there anything else in the world of football you want to discuss before we wrap it up? Um, no, I think that's sort of it. Um, Real Madrid are really struggling at the moment uh, over in the Liga. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you've a good start about Ronaldo actually. Yeah, Ronaldo scored one goal and one assist in 450 minutes of football. So he's actually having a dreadful season this year, which is very unlike Ronaldo. I think he has like a 2.7% chance conversion rate, which is like the least Ronaldo thing of all time. But yeah. in fairness, it only takes one game and he'll score a hat trick and then that'll be over. Yeah. Um, Messi's actually running amok, I think. Barcelona have won nine games, draw one. So the league's almost basically over in the league now already. Yeah. Which especially because like, Let- especially because Atletico weren't performing at all really. Yeah. So fair play to Barcelona and Paulinho is the man. Paulinho straight from China. Yeah, can't believe that's not going to work, but it did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't think it was going to work, did you? Oh, I well, I saw him doing keep uppies and he couldn't do them. So. Yeah, actually, yeah. And he's only probably getting the game because Dembele is not there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But uh, other than that, Barry, any any final words? Um, big week in store. Big week in store. Uh, I know this is actually a longer podcast than usual, but like, if you still listen, you're obviously enjoying. Um, going to New York, going to make sure we put up plenty of content. So make sure to stick tuned to, to the Instagram. Um, also, thanks for tuning in again. On a week-by-week basis, we love doing this. and uh, Make sure to tell a friend if you're enjoying it. And as always... Stay energized!